Welcome to the Hannah Miller Show. And here she is, Hannah Miller. Outspokenly conservative and unashamedly Christian, this is Hannah Miller, and this is the Hannah Miller Show, and I have with me this week my parents from More Than Medicine. This will be a combined show for a podcast for me and a podcast for them, and this week we're going to be talking about gratitude since this coming week is Thanksgiving. So mom, dad, welcome to the show, and also if you happen to hear a little bit of cooing and sucking on passies, that's David Paul, not any of us, so. (laughs) Welcome David Paul, our Next to the youngest grandchild, we also have Julia Rose, who was born a couple of weeks later, but she's not in the studio today. <laughs> All of the normal child care keepers are right here, so, <laughs> so right. he's got to be here with us. <laughs> so we're right. glad to have David Paul in the studio. He's a welcome addition, and my wife, Miss Carlotta, is here, and we're going to be talking about gratefulness, thanksgiving, gratitude and all those sorts of things and we hope you'll listen in and enjoy the things that we have to share with you today miss jackson take it away (laughs) well before mom does um i wanted to mention a little bit why i wanted to do this because thankfulness has come up a few times in our family as in our the jackson family recently because people have asked me pretty frequently and i think coming up onto thanksgiving you know, people are thinking about it. They're thinking about gratitude. They're thinking about contentment and thankfulness. And people have asked me, you know, how how did my parents raise nine kids that as adults, we, we get along so well. And we really got along really well growing up even uh, more so, I, I think pretty well. We had, our, we had our moments, but for the most part. And I think there's a few reasons for that. Um, but I think one of them is how you guys managed to raise your kids with a sense of gratitude. Do you do you think that's true, that gratitude had something to do with raising kids who get along? I do, because they weren't, y'all weren't jealous of one another. In fact, when we opened gifts at Christmas time, every single year, year after year after year, you were each excited for the other one mm-hmm. whenever you came to opening your gifts. And that I never saw y'all be jealous of one another and I think that having a heart of gratitude is part of that ability not to be jealous. We we want to make a major point in this podcast and but before we do and that's going to be probably maybe towards the end and really is the heart of our message for today but when I think about imparting to our children a sense of gratitude, I think of being role models for our children. First of all, it has to come from us being grateful to the Lord, no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in in life, and not being people of critical spirits and people of complaining words, just even the little things and the daily trips down the road complaining about that driver next to us mm-hmm. or getting caught by this red light or making this mistake or just just in little things not having eggs to make a dessert just being able to work through think well I've got to go get some eggs and just calmly work through solving mm-hmm. even little issues like that and just not being complaining people and I, I think that's huge. And then, of course, being grateful to the Lord in mm-hmm. our prayer lives, 
in public in front of our children, expressing our gratitude to the Lord. How many times have you heard us say, thank you, Lord, for the clothes on our back, roof over our head, and food to eat, no matter what that was? Yeah. Have you heard us yeah. say that? Oh, yeah, quite a few times. And our yeah. prayer life has just yeah. been a routine part of our prayer life with our children. So I think that's huge, being role models. And I especially appreciate Robert. I wrote about this in a post on our Facebook page on our anniversary. If you want to go back and read that on October 10th, our 40th anniversary. And it has to do with Robert being so willing to understand that he is a steward over the things that God has given us and just being grateful for whatever comes our way and not getting upset and uptight about the things in life that happen that we would think are not good and recognizing that God does work for good, the things that Satan means for evil in our lives. And I've just been very thankful to have a husband who has expressed gratitude to me and in front of our children almost daily thank you for cooking this meal this was the best meal I've ever had and in fact he said it tonight this is the best meal you've ever cooked and of course you know I'm quite confident it was not the best meal I've cooked on a <laughs> Thursday night it was a really rushed deal but oh it was good though darling I was so thankful for it <laughs> I know you were <laughs> and you said it a couple of times I'm very, very grateful that I would have a meal ready for him when he came in from a hard day of work and not feeling so well well that was one of the things that I thought about when I was reflecting on you know my growing up years and, and reflecting on gratitude and thankfulness was how much you both demonstrated a lot of gratitude toward one another um, mom for dad working and providing and, and you know one of the ways that you showed that was by having a hot meal ready on most days when he got home you know telling us kids hey get the, let's get the house cleaned up daddy's gonna be home soon and hey let's keep things calm dad's gonna be home you know he's tired he's, he's worked a long day providing for us and being a good steward of the things that he he brought you know the of the money that he brought home and I think we were all really conscientious of that and and mom being thankful for dad working hard to provide for us and then on for dad on dad's part you know he expressed a lot of gratitude for mom for teaching us for being willing to stay home um, with all of us and to and homeschooling all of us and for the caretaking of our home and the cooking that you did and it was very countercultural because you know the the culture around us says that it's you know the better thing for you is to be out and working and not being home for uh, to you know homeschool your kids and do those <laughs> things. Um, but he expressed so much gratitude and thankfulness for your willingness and recognized the sacrifice that it was on your part to be because it's the harder thing. I mean, there's a lot of hardness about having to leave your kids and going to work, but when you've got nine kids and you're homeschooling and the dying to self that has to happen as a mom day in and day out um, is is endless. And yes. God expressed a lot of gratitude. There was never you. a doubt that my husband did not appreciate my role mm -hmm. as the nurturer, as the homemaker, as the person who did a good bit of the raising of the children and the schooling of the children. There was never any doubt in my mind that he did not mm -hmm. appreciate that. He expressed mm -hmm. it. 
You know, well, when I left my mother's home for eight years, four years of college, and four years of medical school, I had to wash my own clothes. And you know, that was awful. And when I married your mother for the last 40 years, there has been an underwear genie that has put <laughs> clean underwear in my top drawer every morning. I, I go in there and open the top drawer, and there's clean socks, and there's clean underwear. And that underwear genie's name is Carlotta. And I am so grateful. I have not had to wash my clothes, my socks, my underwear, or hang up clean shirts in my closet for 40 years. Your mother has done that. She has spent the better part of the last 40 years in the, in the laundry room washing and folding clothes for me and nine children. Somebody asked us this week about washing machines on a Facebook group I'm a part of. And I said, look, my mama's got nine kids and we were raised on a farm. And she wishes that she got a Speed Queen a long time ago. And I said, because we were doing at least four to five loads of laundry a day to keep up. And if we got behind by one load, it was a travesty. That just tells you how much laundry she was doing every day. And I am thankful. I am so thankful I can hardly stand it that your mother was there to take care of the laundry. And then when I came home from work, there was a hot meal on the table. I have a thankful husband. Now, let me tell you, what's the opposite of thankfulness? It's a critical spirit. Mm -hmm. And you see, all of us, if we're not careful, will develop a critical spirit. And we become critical of our spouse. We become critical of our children. We become critical of our employers. We become critical of our church and our government and our nation. And all of us know people who are just critical. They're critical all the time. And when you see yourself or your friends developing a critical spirit, you need to look deep because at the root of a critical spirit is an ungrateful heart. Mm -hmm. And we have to confess that. I'm just saying when you develop a critical spirit, you have to confess that because God has commanded us to have a thankful heart in everything give thanks is what the scripture tells us and we have to challenge our own selves and we have to guard our own heart against a critical spirit and we have to cultivate thankfulness in our hearts well it means extending grace it to does ourselves and to other people hmm. and i think that that is something God has worked out in our own lives and helped us to be able to extend grace and to one of my favorite verses is it's to your uh, benefit to overlook an offense. That's right. That's right. And I have remembered that verse and well, been able to lot to us kids. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Been able to overlook some offenses and the nice thing about growing older is you forget. <laughs> uh, I can't even right. remember those offenses. That's right. In fact, Hannah just apologized to me for something and I I said what are you apologizing for? I don't even remember. That's right. Anyway, That's right. Something last That's right. Week, well, and, and here's the thing. A thankful heart takes the, takes the focus off of our circumstances, and it puts our focus on the Lord God Almighty. You see, when, when we're thankful, we're thankful primarily to the Lord. And when we're, when we're crying and whining and complaining, it's usually because we're upset about our circumstances. 
Paul, when he was in prison, said that he had learned to be content regardless of his circumstances. No matter what circumstances he found himself in, he was content. He was content in his heart. But it's because he had put his focus on the sovereign Lord of all of his circumstances. And you see, when we have a thankful heart and we're able to thank God for everything, we thank Him regardless of our circumstances. We've taken our focus off the world. We've taken our focus off our adverse circumstances. And we've put our, our focus on our Lord God, who is the sovereign over every circumstance in our life. And that changes our perspective altogether. Well, let me let me ask you this question for the benefit of our listeners. You know, that seems a little easy for you guys to say when you're a doctor and all your financial needs have always been easily met. What do you, how would you respond to that question, to somebody making that comment? Well, there may be people who are listening to our program, to this podcast, that don't know our stories, but we have a long litany of difficult circumstances. Mm-hmm from two special needs children who were very, very sick and are not normal, have brain damage, and they will never be uh, children who leave our home and fly away. We will be wiping their feet off and washing their feet and shaving their faces for the rest of our lives until one of you children take over. (laughs) And so, and then when it comes to finances, you know, we've had our ups and downs financially. We certainly didn't start out with uh, what we have now. And then my husband was involved in a real estate project 20 years ago, and a friend embezzled our money, quite a bit of money, and Robert worked real hard to get us out of that. And our children saw him working. That was another thing. They saw him working extra hard to help us get through that difficult period financially for us and it changed some things for us but we were able to recognize I'll never forget the day that I walked out on the front porch and said Lord this is all yours and if you want to take it away then you can take it away you give and you take away blessed be the name of the Lord well I want to get back to that so don't let me forget to come back to that Um, But uh, the other thing about that is, you know, y'all were really good about balancing out how much to expose us children to so that we would know the how much you both worked to in in your different areas to provide for your children. But yet you didn't allow us to carry the burden of it. Yeah, I didn't want my children to fear for the future. Mm-hmm. And you knew some things that were going on, but you never really heard us talk about the nitty-gritty details. And you, um, yeah, you knew Daddy was gone, and you knew he had to work a little harder during that time period. But we were able to protect you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how else to say that. Yeah, you didn't know the full extent of the financial disaster that occurred we, we, during we that period of time. We didn't live under a cloud of right. darkness. You, we lived under a, what the Bible calls joy, yeah. right? Yeah. Not necessarily giggling type of happiness, but a certain type of joy and contentment that only comes because you have a bigger view of God and 
know what's in eternity. You're kingdom minded, folks. Yes, we're kingdom minded, and this is this life is um, we're just aliens passing through, and it's really not any of it. This is ours anyway. Yeah, we're just stewards. We're just stewards of everything that we have. That's what I wanted to come back to: the the aspect, the concept of being stewards. Uh, and not just of, you know, your home, but of your children as well. Yeah. Hi, this is Bob of Bob Sloan Audio Productions. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Have you ever thought about doing a podcast yourself? Do you have a desire to communicate an idea, opinion, or even a hobby or interest you'd like to share with the world? And do you have the communication skill and dedication? If so, let's talk. Send an email and a short description of your idea to bob at bobsloan.com. That's bob at b-o-b-s-l-o-n-e dot com. Now let's get back to the podcast. Okay, back from the break. Let's, let's address that question. We raised it right before the break. And what does it mean to be a steward of your home, your children? Flesh that out for me a little bit. Well, the Bible says that, that, moreover, it is required of a steward that he be found faithful. You know, uh, in biblical times, um, somebody who had a, a great deal of possessions often had a steward that would supervise their home, their property, uh, their investments. And every one of us is actually a steward. We're a steward of the, the little bit that we have. Some people have more, some people have less. Um, we're stewards of the children that God gives to us. Our children are only ours for a, a few short years, and then they fly away. <laughs> you know, so um, all of us have a stewardship that God gives to us, and we're also stewards of the giftedness that that God gives to each one of us as as individuals, and we're responsible to uh, utilize the the giftedness that God gives to us for His kingdom and for His glory. And, and we can't be um, flippant about that, and we can't uh, not do our very best for His kingdom and for His glory in regards to our finances, our time, our giftedness. Um, so all of that is, is a, a very serious stewardship responsibility that each of us has. I wanted to say something, but I'm going to change the subject just a little bit. Are you finished? Yes, ma'am. Go right ahead. So something has come to my mind, and that has to do with fairness. Oh, yeah. I think that many people look at God, and they say, this wasn't fair. I lost my mother when I was three. Or our house burned down. Or... This person has this illness. It's just not fair. Life isn't fair. And when it comes to raising children, your dad and I loved you equally. There was no indication to any of our children that we compared you. Are you... Um, we didn't treat anybody any differently. We tried to be fair and consistent in our giving, fair and consistent in our discipline. And I think that we have to understand that God is also, He's fair. He's That's a right. fair and just God. We just can't see the big picture. And people have to understand that He is um, 
He sees the big picture, and we have to trust him, just like our children have to trust us to be fair. They may not see it necessarily, but I think somehow y'all did see that we loved you equally and that we treated you fairly. Did you? Would you say that's a fair estimate? Yeah, I would definitely. And I think I was just sitting here thinking about, as you were saying that, you know, what was it that allowed me to know that? Well, first of all, it was you guys going around to each and all, all of us, audibly telling, you know, each of us that, that we were your favorite in front of all of the rest of us. You know, Dad would go to Rachel and he'd say, you're my favorite daughter in front, in front of all of us. Favorite, oldest daughter. Oh, favorite. Well, and then he would come to me and, you know, a few minutes later, he'd be like, you're my, you're my, don't tell the others, but you're my favorite. And he would say that to, but it was in front of all of us and it became very obvious that none of us were the favorite. You know, when, when all of you were the favorite, none of you were the favorite. <laughs> but it was just a, so it was just this kind of a, a joke amongst all of us that became, you know, it was a silly thing that happened. But more than that, when you're talking about discipline and you're talking about fairness, you know, we knew that there was rules in the home. And I think it was because y'all had very clear rules and we, we would always knew when we had violated them because the rules were very clear so that when we received discipline for it, it was not we didn't misunderstand why we were receiving we were receiving discipline and that allows for all of us to for for there to be a sense of fairness because Mm -hmm. the rules were clear and the consequences were always clear Mm -hmm. and so you didn't feel like one person was arbitrarily disciplined more or less than anybody else because y'all were consistent in the follow-through on consequences for the rules that were very clear i think it comes back down to trust you trusted us just mm-hmm. like, and you know, God goes around to each of us and tells us how much he loves each of us too. Mm-hmm. And we can trust him with our lives. And therefore we can have grateful hearts <laughs> no right. matter what is doled That's out right. Right. and given to us, uh, thrown our way, that we can trust him and we can be grateful. You know, way back in college, um, somebody taught me a formula for praying, uh, ACTS. A stands for adoration, C for confession, T for thanksgiving, and S for supplication. And when I pray every morning, I go through that acronym, and I spend time giving thanks to God for my home, for my family, for my job, for my health. I give thanks for Jesus who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm thankful for my for my for America. You know, I, I just go through the whole long list of everything that I should be thankful for. And, you know, I, I make a habit of being thankful. And sometimes it's a discipline. You know, sometimes it's just a discipline. I, I don't always feel thankful. It's like I told you before we came up here tonight. I, I don't feel thankful tonight. I've been sick for three days, <laughs> and, and I just don't feel overly thankful. <laughs> well, yeah. and, but but I make a habit of it, and you see that habit translate into a thank translates into a thankful spirit, right. and that attitude of gratitude that we talk about. And, I, and I, I would challenge all of our listeners that in your daily prayer time, you should have a, a list of things that you are thankful for, and you need to go through that list of things. And, and then the, 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 the last thing I want to talk about is this. This is the main thing that yeah, we that want I wanna, to get I want to. I want us to get to this, is that a thankful 
thankfulness grows out of a spirit-controlled heart. Mm-hmm. And, and Hannah, in the beginning, spoke about the fact that our children got along so well and that we were able to raise a, a group of children with thankful spirits. And people ask me and ask Hannah and Carlotta, how did we do that? And, you know, I look back and I think, well, what, what exactly did we do that, that allowed us to, to come up with, with children that have a thankful spirit and that love each other and respect one another? And I, and I really honestly believe that we uh, – what's the word I'm looking for, Miss Carlotta? Parted to them an understanding of what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit yeah, and- by living yourself, and I like to think myself – a spirit-filled, a spirit-filled, a spirit-controlled life. Yeah, and and we, we belabored the point over yes. and over and over again. We we taught our children what it meant to be a spirit-controlled believer. We we lived it out ourselves, but we taught them what that meant from the scriptures. Ms. Right. Hannah. Well, and that's exactly what I was about to say. It wasn't just a set of, you know, don't talk that way to your sister. It was. Do you think that what does the Bible say about how we should talk to one another? Was mm-hmm. that you? Do you think that the way you just talked to your sister would make Jesus happy? Yeah. What let's find out in the Scripture what He says about that. Yeah. You know, and and so it was bringing everything back to this isn't just the rules that we have. This is how we live, how God wants us to live, yeah. and you know, making it a broader than just because I said so. Yeah, and, I'm, and and you know, every day we talked about how it means to confess sin, to deal uh, immediately with sin when Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. Over and over, we talked about what it means to surrender ourselves to the presence and power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us. And we talked about the importance of surrendering ourselves to the very person and power of Holy Ghost who lives within us. And that as we do that, the Holy Spirit begins to produce in us the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And over time, our children begin to grasp the concept. I remember one day I was looking at my second daughter, Rebecca, and she would, I could see she was struggling to obey her mother. And I lifted my hand as if I had a dagger in my hand, and I took it and I plunged it into my heart. And Rebecca immediately caught the concept of dying to self. And she did the same thing. She took and she stuck the dagger in her own heart, and then she immediately obeyed her mother. And I said, she's got it. She's got it. And she she began to understand the whole concept of dying to self, allowing Holy Spirit to control her, and learning to live in obedience to to not just her mother, but obedience to Holy Spirit. All of us need to learn that. But here's the thing. We learn a, a grateful spirit. The Holy Spirit produces in us a grateful heart when we learn to live in submission to this Holy Spirit who lives within us. And I think all of that starts with a prayer life. You know, people ask me, does prayer change the mind of God? I don't know, but I know for sure that <laughs> it changes, changes mind. <laughs> it and does. when you have that prayer where you're thank- praying thankfully to Him, then it transforms you and the rest of your life because you then begin, it can help you to lead a thankful life. Mom and Dad, thanks so much for coming on with me this week. And um, thanks for our listeners. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And we look forward to being back 
next time. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving from More Than Medicine. Thank you for listening to The Hannah Miller Show. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions. If you'd like to find out more about Hannah or to schedule her for a speaking event, go to her website, thehannamillershow.com.